everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about when you first move in together, the good and the bad, how to work through it and how you've grown or how you can grow once you move in together with your spouse. So with that, let's start the podcast. So moving in together, it's a big that's step. always fun. Big step. <laughs> right. Joining two lives that were separate now into one space that you're going to call home. With so, yeah, all your like stuff you or lack of stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. depending yes. on what stage of your life you're in and how broke you might be. I remember <laughs> being yeah. college broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really have much, and everything I have is secondhand, maybe third hand. What do you think about this, babe? That's all got to go. <laughs> Actually, none of that's coming. <laughs> This will fit there, but I wouldn't sit on it because the legs broke. All the nuances on how these things work. Yeah. So you don't want to put a book here. You <laughs> may be able to put like a bottle of, a small bottle of water, like the six ounce ones. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, book God. might need to go under it. Because there's a stain right <laughs> under that. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's super fun. Yeah. Um <laughs> But <laughs> all of that, let's bring that back. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, moving in together, it's, it's a big step. But so, Brian, just to get started, what is what is a positive that you can see from moving in together with the love of your life? Yeah. One positive is having them be there more often. Getting used to that dynamic where you're no longer in a space where you have to make a phone call or send a text, whatever your communication style is, to, mm -hmm. to see if you're able to spend time together. That's That was a huge transition when we moved in together. So I've, you asked me for one thing, so I'm just going to stay that and stick with that. No, that's good. We can hit your other ones down the line, but I think mine is along the same. It's It's less time spent traveling to see the person, which is what you said. But I was just thinking when my wife and I, when we got married and moved in, it was just that 20, 30 minutes of figuring out, like you said, what's going on. And then me driving over to her house, like that time was no longer needed. Like when I was off work, I didn't have to go home to come there. It was just straight home and home is now our home. That's definitely a positive for that. But off that though, mm -hmm. um, not a negative, but I would say when, before we lived together, it was almost like prep time though. Yep, I was you just know, going go to the home, same place. You go home, you know, you make, you make sure you're showered, make sure you have your Listerine, you make sure you <laughs> pop your gum in, everything is right. Everything you want, your outfit, whether it be sweatpants and a hoodie, but whatever that is, you know, it's smelling good, it's clean, all those things, which is is good. And you can lose that in the once you're coming home from work and there is no prep time. She just sees you straight from work. Yeah. And, and also having person. time to decompress from your day as well. Having a minute to relax and like, all right, cool. I'm, it's 
shrug, or shrug whatever happened in the day off and then being able to build the excitement for seeing your significant other these days that doesn't happen all so often it's yeah. stress of the day right back into the house and especially with like kids and everything they're like oh <laughs> right back into it you know what i mean yeah, you're like well, i'm not sure. ready <laughs> <laughs> seriously seriously we could we'll definitely circle back around to that as well so yeah positive what one positive we gave and then the kind of opposite of that but what would be a area of or i would say for you for each of us what was an area of that could be friction or something that didn't go as smooth when you first moved in with Katie? I would say the dynamic of being in each other's space and, and learning how to navigate through that. When you're single and living alone, you just kind of do what you want to do, put things wherever you want to put things, and it doesn't affect anyone else. Funny enough, I know our wives have, have had a conversation on this topic how as men we like to make piles of things <laughs> well and they like things to be nice and orderly in the way they perceive it mm-hmm. for me a pile is nice and orderly <laughs> <laughs> i know everything that's yes. in the pile i know where to find right. it. but yeah like really like i said that dynamic of how to respect each other's space and how to live in that space cohesively how you choose to organize things within the home and agreeing on said organization is Mm -hmm. my area of growth how about for yourself i would say man that's a tough one i think it's similar to yours i'm trying to think of something that's not that but i don't know if i can (laughs) (laughs) no because everything i wouldn't say and I guess I wouldn't call it an area of friction, which is how I first labeled that. Mm-hmm. But I would say something that took getting used to for me was the, which kind of circles back to what you're saying, the time of being able to decompress. Mm-hmm. So for me, before we moved in together, I would make sure that I had my workout done before I saw them, before I came and hung out with the fam. So. Mm-hmm. Even if it was like a 20 minute run right after I got home or if it was some type of workout. But once we, once I moved in, that there was an opportunity cost for that time, Um, especially in the beginning of a relationship, like you want to spend all the time together. And for those of you that don't know my story, whatever, like my wife had a son before we got married. So it was important to spend time just becoming a family and me adding into that dynamic. So I didn't get to, I had to figure out the best way to still get my workout, which is something that is important to me. And it just helps me be a better person. So I had to figure out and that opportunity cost. And I think I wouldn't necessarily say as we were, as I was working through that and figure that out, that there was resentment because the time was very important, but it's more like, knowing I had to adjust my life and it could appear that they didn't have to adjust theirs per se in that way. Um, But it was definitely worth it for sure. Like I just ended up getting up earlier and started to do that. But at the same time, like if you're used to knowing you have 45 minutes once you get off of work, so that's always there. But sometimes if you don't wake up on time, then you don't get that workout time. So just that was a 
more so a growth moment for me to figure out there's there's sacrifices to this, even in something that small of a space. So working through that was probably a, a growth area. I wouldn't say friction because I don't, it didn't affect me in a way where I treated them wrong or anything like that. It was more internal processing and figuring out, okay, what's the best way to have the best of both worlds? Yeah. Another thing that just popped in my head is the commitment aspect of moving in together. I think some couples struggle with that idea because inherently it's a commitment, especially like if you are maybe not married and you go into a rental situation or something. I don't even really want to say keeping it front of mind, but just being aware of what that commitment actually is, is going to be beneficial to you because you know you, you really need to think about everything that is involved with moving in together and frame that out and have the conversations about all the things that we're going to talk about and other things may came uh, may come up but really i guess what i'm trying to say is especially as men understand that i think personally women see this part of life as a large commitment to them Mm -hmm. i guess that's i guess what i'm trying to get across there yeah so i guess that can lead us to what what are those things to consider or some things and we can bounce off ideas from there but in your mind when you say considering basically everything what are what are some things that are important to think about that we may not think about we talked about it before but chores right mm-hmm. who whose responsibility is it going to be to take out the trash clean certain areas everything that needs to be done within the household what what things are you going to do together are you going to wash mm-hmm. the dishes together i kind of like the idea of that, you wash, I'll dry, that type of thing, yeah. which creates a space for you to communicate, be affectionate towards one another, you know, just in the dynamic of your proximity to each other right. because you're, yeah. you're in each other's space at that point. So, yeah, I'll start with chores. What, what else would you like to add to the list? Yeah. Before I add, you said wash, I'll dry, or we had a rule of someone cooks, the other one cleans, but not in a disrespectful way. <laughs> so <laughs> right. clean it, clean as you go as much as you can. But at the end of the day, like basically I'll cook, you do the dishes or whatever, but still there was that dynamic of being in the space and still drying if someone washes and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think how, what are we going to spend as far as money for the place? Mm-hmm. And then who's going to pay for that, that, that said thing. So if you want to get random stuff, rugs or towels or a new light fixture or a lamp, just talking through how do we come up with that decision mm-hmm. and who cares more about those things. And then being able to figure out if it's not that big of a deal to me and we have the money, then maybe we should, okay, let's just do it. Cause that can lead to arguments down the road. But yeah, just trying to figure out where are we going to spend the money? And if it's a, if it's an apartment, those type of things. But if you're, say you're renting a house and there's outside stuff like plants or like malts and different, do you want to buy a, a chair or a swing or something like that that you can put on a patio or whatever, depending on the space that you have? Just walking through purchases and money spent for those items. I think is important. What's another thing? that? So I would say creating and also allowing space for me time, especially in areas of friction or times of friction, uh, arguments and all those things. But I, I think it is just overall healthy for 
people to have times to themselves. In my Absolutely. alone time, I like to mm-hmm. read. I like to learn. I like to work on different projects that I've got going on. And I might even consider me time being able to you know, reconnect with friends that I haven't seen in a while or that I might be able to make plans with if they live locally. But most importantly is the point I think that I made is allowing your spouse to have that time. And then also having a discussion about how much of that time we want to allow each other. So we've made an agreement on it and abiding by that and not just going all willy nilly and taking off and doing, I'll be back when I get back. For sure. Um, That's good. I don't have anything to comment on because all that was amazing. I think another thing you can think about is the items and the things that you're going to bring together for said space, what you're going to keep, what you're not going to keep, and really understanding your attachment to those things. Because I think as men, we don't really think deep about those things until it's like, all right, well, let's get rid of it. If if you don't have any, if you don't think much about it, let's get rid of it. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, why do? So I think having the conversation beforehand as much as possible helps you determine those things and also start processing like, why would you want to keep certain items or why are they important to you? Because I know I don't always process that. I just love already, I've always had it, but like you don't even use it. But yeah, it's just something I but then it's like, why? And then you can get deep into, oh, so I just, just gave it to me or I got this happened around the time that I have this item. It's a good memory because we don't always want to go deep on things like that. Maybe I'll speak for me. I don't always want to go <laughs> deep on things like that. But I think that's something that should be discussed that you may or that you should talk about before entering that space of, OK, we got the keys. We're going in. OK, now what? Yeah, because it could so. get cluttered real quick. Yeah. When you're joining two lives together into one space, man, that's, I like that quite a bit. Let's see here. Oh, you know what? Fixing things. Ooh. Yeah. What are we capable of fixing ourselves? And (laughs) who do we call if we can't do it? (laughs) Right. I think, yeah, that's great. And are we willing to learn how to fix those things first? And who is willing to learn that? And then at what point do we just call the expert? Right. <laughs> Where's our stop loss? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. Put the, yeah. Put the damn up. We got to stop. Leave money through this. Stop throwing money at it. We don't need to buy any more tools. Just find the professional. <laughs> oh, I have so many tools. That I've literally bought for like specific projects. And yeah. I don't know, as men, we just like to collect tools. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah. That's a cool thing to go out and look at your toolbox and or tool chest. Yeah. For lack of a better word. What else you got? Yeah, I don't. If you are combining other people besides yourself and or animal what does that look like how are you going to make space to involve that other person and give that person space and give that person the respect that they deserve and what responsibilities do you have me thinking of children what responsibilities do you have for said child or children coming in what what are the lines that we're comfortable with as far as addressing issues that we don't like as well as uh, 
tone that we speak with, if we are going to address things at all at first, or are we going to work our way through that with the, the biological parent taking that role of authority figure or disciplinarian at first, and then figure out the dynamic of that. I think that is important to talk about beforehand mm -hmm. and establishing as best you can, the team aspect of we are, if you're married, we are parents. The dynamic is a little different if you're not married and you're living together that you'd really have to talk through that because that can definitely bring angst within a space. So I think that's important. Do you have an, anything else? Yeah, there was one other thing that I was thinking about, and that is maybe a little bit of a larger topic, but deciding on a space. So let's say like we're not moving one life into someone else's space. There's already an established house or apartment, but and we're going to now go shopping for an apartment or shopping for a house. What dynamics or advice could you give on that? And the reason that you made me think of that is when you said making sure that there was enough space for either children or animals, what kind of is the, the flow of the space and being able to have enough room to really live with in and around each other. What advice would you give to those who are going to be going out there and shopping soon for a space to live in together, co cohabitate? If you're buying a house, the housing market's crazy. So just be ready for that. That's the first <laughs> advice. Well, apartments and everything might be a little different, but I would say advice is just really to sit down and have a conversation. First, figure out what your deal breakers are amongst your, like individually say, hey, set some time. What are the deal breakers for space? Once you have done that individually, not together, so you don't know, then come together and talk through those and then come to a collective. These are our deal breakers. Because someone may have something that you might not even thought of and then be like, oh yeah, like I hate that too. Or you might say, but I love that. <laughs> and then... That's the beginning of compromise. And then I think everything else in the normal process of budgeting, what's the highest we can go? What's the areas that we want to live in? Because if you have kids considering school districts or proximity to childcare, proximity to work, all those things that are normal that you would probably consider. What are the up and coming areas, what place you, you can see receiving high equity or increased equity in your home, whatever place you rent. Or if you see that space is on the rise, what are the chances that the rent will go up mm -hmm. um, if you stay there? Or you can talk to, you know, the leasing office and what's their history on raising rent? Or would you be locked in on a on your rate for a while, which may be awesome. Mm -hmm. If you see an up and coming area, you're like, yeah. I got this place for 800 bucks a month and new ones are at like 1200 or so. So I've seen that happen, which is always nice. So I think those are some things to consider. Do you have anything that I missed? I don't think you mentioned it, but maybe uh, proximity to work and how long that might take for each of you and not just one or the other. So I guess we talked about steps to in purchasing or coming to a new space together. But circling back to the beginning, what do you think are some steps to better navigate the actual moving in part of it? If we haven't touched on that, I touched, we touched on like things that are good, things that we need to resolve, but what are some steps that we can tell our brothers to take to help navigate this area 
to make it as positive as an experience as you can. Yeah, I would say definitely communicating beforehand what things you're going to bring into the joint space. I know we touched on that, but that's big because you really don't want to put yourself in a situation where, you know, especially like you said, you now have to have a conversation about what things you're going to get rid of, especially if you're for some reason attached to those things. Let's see what else I would say going back to who's going to execute on what chores, having those conversations ahead of time. We also touched on the money. I'm just really going back through the list here because I, I think that if you keep those things front of mind, it'll better keep you prepared for that move and not just that move, but a successful move, move in together. Right? Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Being open to knowing that this is a new experience and that it involves a whole other person with a whole set of different ideas what this move should be like. So I think it touches on communication, but also being aware that your spouse or who you're moving with could have a, a, a totally different idea of this same process and really being open to her ideas of what that looks like. And even knowing that there's going to be some compromise or there to be in a healthy space, there is going to need to be compromise and you cannot break, you cannot bend on anything, but is that really benefiting your relationship? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> to be in a healthy space, there will be compromise in all the decisions that you make within this aspect of moving together. And if you keep that on the forefront and knowing that you're going to have to communicate everything, I think those two are like one in one a to having a successful move and navigating that space together. So I like it. Yeah. So we are winding down on time here. Maybe any pressing last minute tips for anyone who's looking to make that big move. So if we can hit or for all of my, just for anyone out there that may have some issues or conflicts with the process of moving or the initial time of bringing everything together. There is going to be, I'm just going to start off by saying there is going to be some uncomfortability because you have not lived with this person that you're moving into. So whether you've lived with people before or gone through that process, I would say be open to this is a whole, this is a whole different person with a whole set of experiences. So there will be some uncomfortability. There may be some friction. I think a good way to resolve friction is to not let it fester, not let it build up. And then you may have an argument about something else. And now you're throwing in what you hate about this new apartment and how we moved in together, which for me is tough because generally I try to put things off and say it shouldn't bother me. So I'm just going to act like it didn't or try to explain away why it does. So I think for the better of your relationship and a healthy space, even if something is a, a twinge that you may have not liked, maybe voice that in a kind way, even step back and maybe not do it in the moment. You can say, hey, when, when you moved my stuff from the kitchen table to the office, I didn't really like that. Let's talk about why did you do that? Do you have a, do you have a system that works for you? Like, how can we work on this together? So I think that would be one way for sure is to, as soon as it comes up or as soon as it hits you, do it within a quick time frame, maybe a couple hours or that next day, just try to talk through it. Yeah. And I think maybe even thinking more of it, making systems for things as in mm -hmm. create a space to put things away would definitely be a way to not even so much resolve that, but avoid it altogether. So 
thinking of things in advance to avoid the friction or avoid the conflicts obviously get you to a resolution. Like you said, creating that space to have those conversations about those things and not just jumping in your feelings when something doesn't go your way because that is inevitable when you move in with someone throughout your time together that is going to happen Mm -hmm. because people are going to have their thoughts in the way they think about things. If you're not there, they're probably just going to execute on them and things might be slightly different than what you're used to when you come back through the door. It's I've found typically never anything that is so crazy that it's not resolvable with just a, a small conversation. So as long as you're willing to have those conversations, then you can pretty much work through anything. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you move in together, you have to figure out how the other person views coming together. Let me explain. So say you're you're moving into a space that someone else was already there. So how does that affect the person that's there? Basically, do both of you see this as this is now our space or is someone still looking at it? This is my space and you're coming into my space. If, if you guys are, if you're getting married, which this is a marriage podcast, when you're coming together, it should be the outlook is this is our stuff now. And this is our place. So if someone is still, this is, this is my couch, my TV, my whatever. And in a broader sense, this is, you know, my dun dun dun, my vehicle, all those things that are now one, when you become married, you have to really talk through that. Because if one person is, yeah, this is all all of ours. And one is like, no, this is mine. You can run into problems. If you have, if someone has a truck and someone has a car, like is someone, is it like, oh, I'm going to take the truck today? Or is this, no, this is my truck. You need to ask me to take my truck. Or this is my, my TV. Like, where are we going to put my TV? Now, this is the TV or this is the big TV or the little TV, that type of thing. It can cause friction if someone is all in with everything is now ours collectively or if someone's still looking at it fine. So as long as you can identify that, then you can talk through it. Because some people have grown up where their parents each had separate everything and they've never seen a combination of things. And someone may have grown up with it was always everyone. If you can identify that, you can talk through how that makes the other person feel. Because if someone comes from a, this is all of ours, but now it's a mine. And now we, like you want me to ask for something that I look at as ours, mm-hmm. then there could be friction. Right. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, all I was thinking is thus the creation of the man cave. <laughs> <laughs> True story. This is mine. True story. Stay. But but I think hey, that's, good. that's understood though. If you understand the man cave is a man cave because well, we have a man cave because everything else is hers. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> no, but, uh, but lightheartedly serious. But yeah, but as long as there's communication, there's an understanding, then those expectations can, there can't be, there won't be like friction because we had, we know what the expectations are. Like you come to the man cave, the man cave, the rest of the house, he knows the rest of the house at least it's <laughs> the boundaries are clear the, yeah. the sooner you can reconcile that the average man will die before his wife it's all hers anyway she gonna get it one way or another bro right. like <laughs> like hardly but hashtag fact yeah <laughs> ask your insurance agent <laughs> yeah. all right they'll let you know but yeah do you have any other takes on that long spiel that i just had no i'm good man i'm just clowning now so it's probably a good time to wrap it up before I go off the deep end here. 
Hey guys, I just want to thank you for lending us your ear and coming back again and again. If you could please write a review, that would go a long way in helping us reach more people and also let us know what we're doing well, what we can be doing better. If you could like and subscribe, that would also go a long way with getting our exposure up to new ears. And you can uh, reach out to us on social media, on Facebook. You can also uh, touch base with us on the website, marriageistougher.com. There you can uh, let us know that you'd like to be a guest. You can give us ideas for different topics that we may not have talked about yet. Even if there's a topic that we touched on and you'd like us to elaborate, please feel free to reach out to us there. Ask us any questions that you might have and just be a part of the community, the community, not communication, but I guess a little bit of both. So again, I'd just like to thank you guys for the marriage is tougher than Woodpecker Lips, a podcast. This is Brian. Hey, and I'm Paul. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.